Welcome to Yes You, a podcast for women to imagine, explore, and step right on into a new paradigm of life and leadership. I'm Annie Carter, a conscious business owner, yoga practitioner, and a big believer that this world needs all women to show up just as we are. This world needs you. Yes, you. Are you in? Let's do this. Hello and welcome back. Great to have you here. I want to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which I live and work, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I want to pay my respect to their elders past, present and emerging. You know that that is something that I am seeking to do in various ways in my life. One of the ways is I'm sharing some things that I'm learning with you here. So one of the things is actually there in the acknowledgement of land. I've heard at different times people say that they're acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and other times referring to the Kulin Nations. And I've always just wondered whether that's just like a slip of the tongue or what it is. And so it got me curious. So today I'm sharing with you what I have learned for myself. The Kulin Nation is actually an alliance of five different Aboriginal Australian groups with relating languages. And together they covered the land of South Central Victoria. So while they're five different groups and are sometimes because of that referred to as five different nations, so therefore it being the Kulin nations, but then because they are an alliance that collectively they may be referred to as the Kulin nation. So I guess both are appropriate terms, the Kulin Nation, Kulin Nations. And the five groups that make up the Kulin Nation or the Kulin Nations are the Boonwurrung people, the Jajawurrung, the Tungurung, Watharung, and the Woiwurrung, also known commonly as the Wurundjeri people. So there you go, a little bit of information for you. And that might be something that you already know if you live in the same area as I do. What I would say is I have found that the more curious I become about understanding our First Nations people and learning about them and their history and culture, that curiosity kind of breeds itself. Like I'll learn one thing and that will make me ask another question and then I want to learn something else. And so it just kind of snowballs into more and more recognition, more and more acknowledgement, more and more understanding and appreciation. So whether you are from the same area as me in and around Melbourne or if you are somewhere else completely, I just encourage you to get curious about the Indigenous people of the land where you live. See what you can find out and see what questions and learning that that can spark in you, leading ultimately, hopefully, to more respect and more appreciation and more acknowledgement in lots of different ways. So we are moving on from our four phases of the menstrual cycle. I feel like at this point I have delivered you the box set of all four phases throughout the 
last four episodes, I have had messages pretty much every week, I think, with someone kind of going, ah, I can't wait for the next one. You need to tell me something now. And so, yeah, I feel a sense of relief at this point, knowing that all of those four phases are there. And now you can go and visit those episodes, revisit them when you are at that point in your own cycle and just kind of review and consider it while you're right in the thick of it. Just a little reminder that if you do have questions that have come up about your cycle or about how you can align your life with your cycle, please do send them my way because I will be answering some questions in the next episode of this podcast. If you would like to ask me one, then get in touch with me either through my website and the contact page there, which is anniecarter.com.au, or you can go to Instagram at underscore Annie Carter and just DM me or make a comment there. I'll look forward to answering some of those questions next week. But for today's episode, I want to kind of take all that we've been learning over the last four episodes and ask the question, well, what do we do with that? And I know because I've experienced it for myself and because I've talked to lots of women who have been through this, it can be super exciting as you start to learn all of this stuff. And I've had lots of messages from women going, I can't believe I'm in my 40s and I'm just learning this for the first time, or I'm in my 30s and learning this for the first time. And yes, I'm right with you. Gosh, imagine to have learned this stuff and started to learn to apply it way back when. But for today's episode, I want to kind of bring together all of the last four episodes, the four phases of the cycle that we've already looked at and just kind of go, well, so what do we do with all of that? How do we get started in working with our cycles and in playing with our cycles and aligning our life around our cycle? I have experienced for myself, and I've seen this with lots of people who have got this information for the first time, lots of women that I work with who have just been like, oh my gosh, this is like a revelation, often mixed with a bit of frustration that I can't believe I'm in my 40s or 30s or even 20s and just learning this for the first time. I get that for sure. But there's a real enthusiasm and like, okay, I don't want to waste any time. I just want to dive right on into it. And That can be really exciting, but it also can feel like quite a lot. There's a lot of information. It can be quite a big shift in terms of way of living. And so what we want to do today is just to look at the starting point, how to get started with this cycle alignment. So I'm going to give you a few suggestions. First up, I would say get to know your cycle. So it is really great to get to know the general information and the theory of what's going on in each of the phases, what's happening hormonally, what's happening in our bodies, all of the stuff that I've been sharing over the last four episodes. But way more important is that you get to know your cycle because then you can know what's balanced for you, what's healthy for you. And when something shifts, if something changes in one month, you will know what you're comparing it to. 
Whereas when it's just kind of a general set of ideas or a general set of what we can often turn into rules, it's easy to just be kind of comparing ourselves against that as though it's some sort of external standard or some sort of external model for how things are supposed to be. But we want to get rid of all that, kind of feel like we get enough of those rules, and instead let it be about tuning in and getting to know our own bodies, how our energy flows, how our physicality changes, how our mood shifts in our own body. So then you can start to make plans and you can start to schedule your life around your cycle rather than just this idea of a perfect cycle or a standard cycle. So listening to me, I hope, has been enjoyable and informative for you, but it would be a real shame if that's where it ends for you and that you just kind of write down, or Annie said this, Annie said that, or you read a book and the book said this, the book said that, and you miss the piece that is you getting to know your own amazing body and the messages that your body might be wanting to share with you if you would listen in. So get to know your own cycle. Here's how I'd suggest that you start that. It would be using a journal every day. Just take a note of how are you? Maybe every night before you go to bed, just write in what date it is, what day of your cycle that you are on and that day one is the first day of the bleed and so you start from there and then you go through till however many days you have before you bleed again. So you write down that, the date, the day of your cycle that you're on and then just how am I? So that might be how's your energy, how's your mood, how's your appetite, how's your motivation. You might Write down anything that you notice going on physically for you. Just write it all down. So there are heaps of apps that you can use to track your cycle and they promote themselves as an app for tracking your cycle. And some of them are great and I have at different times used them. I kind of use them on and off. But I would just say Don't use an app instead of writing it down. I always would encourage people to write it down rather than just filling in the details in an app because an app is another form of that kind of generic approach and it starts to predict things for you. So the app will start to tell you, oh, this is when your period's coming and this is when you're ovulating and that kind of information, which can be handy for sure. So use it if you want to use it, but it doesn't actually tell you how are you feeling today and how is that different from how you were feeling this time last month or this time even last week. So Yeah, if you want to use the app, use the app, but don't only use an app. Focus your attention inward, letting go of the external information to an extent or at least just holding that in its place and really getting to know what's going on in your body from your body. So that might be a really big shift for you. And if it is, just explore it, stay with it, tune in, 
listen and listen some more. So I think that's probably important that you can kind of be like, right, yep, my body's doing this and then, okay, move on. Now I'm going to take all the action. A huge part of what underpins this cycle alignment is the listening part of it. And I would just encourage you not to rush that, not to feel like you have to push past that or bypass that in any way. Because cycle alignment and living in this way is not an end goal. So you could kind of try and rush the process, but it's not like there's a point that you get to and it's like, okay, we're done. It is cyclical by its very nature. And so the experience of it is in the present moment. It's not something that we can kind of map out, work out, and then kind of set and forget. It's about showing up all the time. So I'd say just take that time in a couple of ways. One is just track your cycle, like I said, and do that over a long time. So you're going to get a lot of information just by tracking for one month, but there's a whole other level of information that you're going to get when you track it over many months and you start to see what's consistent and you start to see where there are departures within your cycle from month to month. That can't be rushed. So don't even try. Just take your time with it and enjoy that process. I would say I have had the experience of where I miss chunks of time of tracking my cycle and not writing in my journal about some days. And particularly in the earlier days of doing that, I would later be like, oh no, why did I do that? When I was trying to look back and see the patterns that were occurring over the last several months. And then I'd get to a chunk of time where I just wasn't tracking it. And I'd be like, ah, I wish I'd tracked it. So try to just write something down every day, especially while you're just kind of getting started with this, because you can just build such an incredible depth of understanding and knowledge of your own body and your own cycle in doing that. And the other way that I would say not to rush this is to just be with it moment by moment. Stay present to the experience of what's going on in your body. So again, like it's very easy to just feel like, okay, we've gathered all the information and now off we go. We start putting in all of the action. But really, I would say you never want to just be all about the action at the expense of the listening in and really the wonder with your body and with your cycle are what makes this magic. It's what makes it effective, but it's also what makes it a really beautiful and powerful way of living. So I think it would be a shame to miss that part of it. So just take your time, tune in, kind of show up for it on a daily basis and moment by moment also. I remember I met a woman a year or so ago, who was super excited. She had just learned about this cycle stuff and she was just buzzing with it. It was so beautiful to see. It was like she was just talking to everybody about her cycle, about their cycles. She was just deep in it and loving it. 
And she was talking about how she was planning her next couple of months that she had locked this in. She knew her period was going to come on that date, so she was going to rest at that time. And then the following week she'd planned all this stuff and all the things. And really a lot of them are the things that I've been sharing with you over the last four episodes. And while I loved her enthusiasm so much, I also kind of wanted to say, hey, like, take your time with this. There's no rush. This body of yours is here for the rest of your life and you want to cultivate a relationship. It's not just something to kind of be learned and applied. There's an intimacy about this. And in my experience, that's something that grows or that deepens in time. And I mean, I'm an introvert, so this is kind of how I do most things. But for me, I really love the part of this experience and this learning and journey for me where it almost felt like a secret. It felt like just something that I was experiencing within myself before I shared it with anybody else. So, I mean, of course, you do you, and I don't want to stifle any enthusiasm at all because I do love that. But just to say, don't jump too fast into just all of the actions. Give yourself a chance to really get to know yourself and to learn to love and trust and appreciate yourself because that's something that you want to take throughout the years perhaps that you'll be practicing this. So that's the first one, get to know your cycle. And then the next one is really just to make some basic changes to support your hormonal health and balance. So we could go into great detail about specific foods that are going to support you in the different phases and particular things that you can adjust in your lifestyle. I want to say first up that I'm not qualified (laughs) to really give you directions around that. And I would encourage you to go see a naturopath if you would like some support into those kinds of changes that you can make and things that you can do to support your hormonal health overall. But some really basic ones that I would really recommend you consider and maybe put into practice are just reducing sugar. Just pull the intake of sugar down in your life. You might want to go all the way and get rid of all processed sugars, or you might just want to dial it back a little bit. Sugar can really mess with, well, a lot in our bodies, including messing with our hormonal balance and cycle. Another one is caffeine. I'm sorry if that hurts to hear, but caffeine definitely is keeping our body in a stress state and it can really make a big difference to your hormonal health to reduce or remove caffeine out of your diet. And then similarly, you want to just reduce stress however you can. So if you can avoid stressful situations more or just bring into your life a mindfulness practice or something that helps you to reduce and minimize stress, that will really support your hormonal health as well. Finally, sleeping and drinking plenty of water. So 
nothing radical in there. I'm sure that you know that those things will all be good for your health and well-being and you don't need me to be a naturopath or a doctor to suggest those things. But the basic idea is that you just reduce the load on your body to allow your body the space to find equilibrium for itself. So your body is really amazing at finding balance for self. So what we want to do is almost just kind of get out of the way of that and let your body do that, kind of clearing away some of these things that interrupt or disrupt our body's natural ability to find balance. Okay, so first of all, we are getting to know our own cycles, our own bodies. Second, we are just taking some basic actions to support our body to find equilibrium. And though they're basic, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily easy. So be kind to yourself as you work through that process. And then next, I would say to follow your body's lead. So as you get to know your body and your body gets to express its balance as you kind of remove those things that stand in her way, then you can see where she's leading and go in that direction. So it's very easy for us to learn some of the things, a little bit like the story I just told earlier of the woman that I met last year who in her enthusiasm kind of jumped straight into all of the actions that can even turn into almost just applying a whole new set of rules to our bodies, which is kind of what we're trying to get away from. Most of us already have a bunch of rules around how we're supposed to live, what we're supposed to do with our bodies and the way that what we expect our bodies to do. And so this is supposed to be a refreshing departure from that. So again, I feel like it would be a shame to twist it and kind of turn it into another inflexible regime of these are all the things, this is what this phase is meant to be, this is what that phase is meant to be, and to just put those onto our bodies and onto our cycles. It's like an overlay, just overriding. Instead, I would invite you to follow, to shift from having your brain and external information being the guide to having your own body and the information and the wisdom that is coming from within leading the way. It's a big shift and it can take some time, but it's a pretty amazing shift in my experience. So follow what you're learning as you track your cycle over days, weeks, months, years, but also follow your body in the moment, noticing what's going on for your body right now and see if you can tune into what your body is asking for and then see what you can do to support your body in that way. So rather than making assumptions based on what someone else has told you or what you've done in the past, moment by moment, listen in. 
really listen. It's like listen and then listen some more and then see what you can do to respond to your body in a way that is supportive. So let me give you a little example that's going on for me in my life right now. I am in my follicular phase. I'm in that firing up phase. And if I were simply to apply the information that I know about the follicular phase, I would be out there running. I would be taking on all the extra work. I would be really pushing myself knowing that this is the phase of the cycle for that. In reality, I am feeling quite tired this week. And if you listened into the last episode, you may be able to piece that together with the fact that I didn't really get to rest as much in my menstrual phase as I would have liked to. So that might be why I'm feeling more tired in my follicular phase or my firing up phase than I normally do. Rather than just trying to lead my body and go, well, you're meant to be fired up, so let's go and do all the fired up things. I'm instead trying to follow my body and go, okay, this might be a follicular phase that is different to most of my follicular phase experiences. And yet this is my reality right now. And so what can I do to respect and to honor what my body is needing and asking for in this moment? You know, I've actually had several conversations in the last few weeks even with people who are living around Melbourne and are coming out of lockdown at the moment. And so quite a shift in our way of living and the demands placed on ourselves in lots of different ways. And yes, several women that I've spoken to have said that their cycle seems to be unusual. And so whether that's a few saying that they've had a shorter cycle than usual, some saying they've had more PMS And so you could see that as a frustration, a hurdle, something just slowing you down, or you could assume that your body knows what it's doing, that actually something is different in this cycle for a reason and that maybe there's something for you to learn from your body. I don't want to overrule. I don't want to impose a regime on my body. I want to be in a loving state of trust and flow within myself. And that leads me to the final suggestion that I would make for today, which is to keep the love alive. If you ever find that learning about your cycle and seeking to align your life around your cycle, any of the things that I've been sharing lead you to a point of internal conflict or to a point where you feel less than, I would say stop, just stop because I think you've taken a little wrong turn somewhere and that's okay, but stop here. Don't go any further down that track. That's not where this practice is meant to lead. And so if you find that it's actually starting to become a point of pressure for you, then let go of all of that and go right back to the very first suggestion that I made in this episode. Get to know your cycle. Just go back, tune in, pay attention, 
listen and listen some more because this practice really should lead to more love. It should lead to more of a sense of wholeness and more of a sense of intimacy within yourself, more of a sense of trust within yourself. So if it leads you anywhere else, that's okay. Definitely don't add on top of that, giving yourself a hard time for being led somewhere else. Let go of that. Come back to getting to know your body and your cycle and building that beautiful relationship. If you listened to the first episode of this podcast where I shared my story on how I started to get into aligning my life around my cycle, a starting point for me was that I was feeling disconnected from my body. I was feeling an antagonism within myself. I felt like my body wasn't kind of on my team anymore. It was like I was having a kind of internal relationship breakdown. And the massive shift for me was when I stopped trying to drag my body along and force my body to do the things that I thought it was supposed to do and instead turned my attention to respecting my body, trusting that she knew something that I hadn't quite gotten onto yet, and cultivating a loving relationship with myself. And as I shared in that episode, I've had a lot of great benefits from aligning my life around my cycle. But right at the top of those is the loving relationship that I have cultivated within myself. So for me, that is top priority. And if any of the cycle alignment practice leads me away from a loving relationship to myself, I think I've just taken a little step off the track and I'll catch myself and I'll come back because at the heart of this practice is that love and trust and respect for our bodies as they are. Now that might sound like a tall order. It could seem like a really big leap from where you're at right now. But truly, I do believe that if you follow the first suggestion of this, just pay attention, get to know your body. I think that you'll find that that love will start to blossom within you. So the four things that I have suggested for you in getting started in aligning your life with your cycle, first of all, get to know your cycle. Tune in, pay attention, listen and listen some more. Secondly, just make some basic adjustments to support your hormonal balance, minimizing the things that you put into your body or the things that you put around your body in your environment that disrupt your hormonal health and balance to give your body the best chance of finding that equilibrium that it knows how to find given the chance. Third, follow your body's lead. Let your body be in the driver's seat for a while and enjoy the process of getting to know where your body is leading you. And finally, keep the love alive. Wherever you start at in terms of love for yourself, love for your body, this practice should help that to grow. And if you find that the opposite is happening, that you're finding yourself frustrated with your body or at odds with your body, 
then just stop right where you are and come on back. Let go of any demands that you might place on your body, any particular expectations, and just return to paying attention, being curious, and getting to know this amazing body of yours just as you are. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. I hope that you find that really helpful and please do keep the comments coming, keep on sharing, loving, just seeing how you're exploring all of this for yourself. Lots of love to you, amazing one. I will chat with you soon. Thank you for joining me. Head on over to my website, anniecarter.com.au, where you'll find some free resources to support you in your life and leadership. Please make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I would really love your help in spreading the word about Yes You. So if you have friends who you think would enjoy it, please let them know. You could take a minute to write a review saying why you're loving it. And you could screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. Make sure you tag me on Instagram at underscore Annie Carter. Until next time, let me remind you that you, yes, you are awesome. And I'm so glad you're here. Sending you big love and I'll chat to you soon.